Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, November 16, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the market didn't do very much today. It did go down, but it was relatively quiet and it was what we call in the trading parlance a creeping market. However, I've got something a little special on the board tonight. What is it? Well, let me give you a taste test, then we'll get into it later. Remember, it's options expiration week where weird stuff happens. I'm going to explain a possible trade a little bit later. And by possible, I mean the market has to do a certain thing in order for the trade to become active, and we're calling it the lottery ticket trade. Stay tuned. We'll get into it later. In show business, that's called a tease. Let's see what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. Didn't we discuss last night that the market really needed to stay above this breakout area in order to avoid retesting the next most recent breakout area? And in today's session, they did just that. They came back down to run another test. Interestingly enough, they were able to stay above that area. Let me show you another way to look at this, why that area is important. Here's an hourly chart. This represents yesterday's low, and the low is 394.49. Now, they were essentially testing in that zone this afternoon, even this morning a little bit. They really couldn't get off the mat and go today. The reason why that's important is because that's a reversal candle of sorts from yesterday. The market recognizes it, it's respected it thus far, and under normal garden variety conditions, what happens is the eating time off the clock, consolidation, bullish wedge out of this reversal candle should result in a move in the upward direction to at least rechallenge 400, the highs from the other day, anything in that area, which also puts them at the gateway to the next leg higher, which we discussed last night, which we'll look at again when we talk about the daily chart. But wait, there's a flip side. Now, if they can't hold that reversal from yesterday, what's going to happen to the same energy that was just going to be released in the upward direction if this remains bullish, but if they start getting below and closing candles below this low, guess what? that same energy gets released in the southern direction. Think in terms of lottery ticket trade. We're getting warmer. Now, back to the daily chart. Before we go on, the higher numbers, remember from yesterday, were the 200-period moving average, the gap up here, maybe the pivot high. So all that stuff up here is a possible target. However, if they have another pullback, and don't collapse, but have yet to release the current short-term uptrend, then that number could actually go higher. We'll get to that in a few moments. There's a lot of stuff on the board tonight. Let's focus on the southern direction for now. Let's say they don't hold that hourly reversal candle low. We'll call it 394.50, give or take, for argument's sake. Then it opens the door to A run a test of the next breakout area. Now, that doesn't have to happen 
all in one shot, but let's say that it does. And let's say for argument's sake, and again, think in terms of lottery ticket trade. I'm setting something up. This is not a trade for the lazy swing trader service as it's designed. This is a little bit outside the box. So I'm just talking about it. We're gonna monitor it. We'll see what happens. If it actually takes place, I'm gonna put it on. Some of you will put it on, but it certainly is a binary trade. It's either gonna work or it's not. That's why we call it a lottery ticket and it's meant for a very small amount of money. We'll get to that later. Let's continue on. Let's say they come down to run a test of the last breakout area. It's also coinciding with the 100 period moving average, which by the way, they just broke out above. Okay, so we've got a couple of important things in that area. They'd also be working on the lower portion, at least, of the last breakup candle in the sequence. So there we begin to have what we call a full stack potential setup. Now herein lies the rub. If they do this, and they do it, for example, tomorrow, on Thursday, preferably in the morning, you got a couple of things working in your favor for the bull case. Now pay attention. If they start getting below that last breakout area, it's really the game is over. The high here is 390.39. We're using 390 as we've been doing as really the line in the sand. If they close below 390, it's likely not gonna work. But if you can buy the market down around 390, couple of things, A, you should, under normal garden variety market conditions, get a bounce back in the other direction. But here's what I'll be doing if they do it. This is the lottery ticket portion. It's options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. Remember, Trick and Company, the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew, their job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. So get this. I've seen this routine before. Doesn't mean it will work, it can work. You buy out of the money options expiring on Friday. Let's just say for argument's sake, back to meaning strike price, I'll explain further, back to the last area that they just broke down from, which in this case would be, this is all a would be, could be, might happen type of thing, but that would be the same 394.50. So let's just say you bought out of the money calls the 394s for argument's sake, 395, something like that. Whatever they are at the time, you don't put a lot of money in it. Let's say they're 25 cents, 50 cents, a dollar, 70 cents, whatever they are. I can't tell you what they'll be before it happens, but whatever they are, you put a little bit of money accordingly if it's $50, if it's $100, if it's $200, whatever it is, you don't put a lot to it. And then what happens is by Friday afternoon, you're not surprised to see the market bouncing up potentially even higher than the last breakdown area. Options expiration week, weird stuff happens. They do this kind of stuff all the time. This is the one that could turn into a three, 400 percenter. You could lose it all also. So that's why you don't put a lot into it. It also can get into the ridiculous. You can get into the one that goes up six, seven dollars. You bought them at 35 cents. Next scene shows they're four bucks by Friday afternoon. That's a home run. 
Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying I've seen this before. The setup is here. If they drop them tomorrow, likely in the morning is when I would prefer to do it. If I see it unfolding anywhere in the vicinity of 390, I'm likely going to take the crack. It's a trade. It's a bet. It's not a process-driven trade, just so we're crystal clear. Without the drop, back to the daily chart, what's the bull case? The bull case is they never really break down below 394.5, give or take, and they just continue higher up into the secondary zone, completing the stretched out version of the inverse head and shoulders pattern. Now let's get into some other stuff. We have the inverse head and shoulders pattern here. We talked about two possible targets. One was about 400. We've achieved that. The other one would be closer to 405. They haven't got there yet, but they've really achieved the minimum required target for me. Then we have the original head and shoulders pattern where the neckline is not that far away. It's a spike above the 200 period moving average. It can be tested. We don't know if it will be tested, but if they get above, it's going to negate. It's going to take off the table the ultimate completion of that head and shoulders pattern down in the 340s neighborhood. But wait, there's more. What's that line? And this one, I will give credit to one of the members who brought this to my attention, whether it was a week or two ago, I don't remember exactly. I saw it at the time, but they hadn't triggered it at the time. So this is what we're looking at. Takes this one off the table for a moment so we can see clearly. So what you have here is a secondary head and shoulders inverse head and shoulders pattern. Your left shoulder, here's your head, and here's a right shoulder. It's not the best right shoulder in the world, but who's to say it is or isn't valid? We're bringing it to your attention. This is what we have. Where's the target for this one? A lot higher. Doesn't mean they will do it. Keep in mind, when we draw this out and say the target's a lot higher, keep in mind, they haven't got to the target of the original head and shoulders pattern yet. So it doesn't guarantee that they play out. We're just bringing it to the forefront. It's an awareness at this point. The other thing about that secondary inverse head and shoulders pattern, the bigger one is, I couldn't entertain the thought of it until the first one, the smaller one, was completed to the upside. Then you take a look and say, all right, what else do we have for the bull case? What would cause the market to continue going higher? This is an evolution. It's an ever-changing situation. Let's take a look inside the numbers. We're gonna run through the commentary. Let's show the early trade, the morning trade right out of the gate. Let's explain what it was. Then you'll be able to read the notes. We'll go back to stocks on the move, review the charts and go on from there. Overnight, they didn't get very far. They were just going back and forth. Not much to say about that. They were basically attracted to ES 4000. We had the thought of an early pivot at 398.35 today. However, that did not materialize. We had to refine that number later on as we got closer to the opening bell. You'll see that in a few moments. But as they were floating around near the flat line in the morning, things were a little bit different. Now pay attention to this one. Below the pivot, and that was the pre-zero dark 30 type pivot. Below the pivot, the door opens for a zone between 397 and change and 
396.50. Remember that number, write that down on a sticky note. Let's scroll up, see what we have as the day begins to get underway. So we had an economic shuffle at 8.30. They do that from time to time. Then they ran a test of the same 396.50. It's important, magnetic, and support, and is now, based on the current information at the time, considered a bear pivot for the time being. Keep that in mind. That became the bear pivot at 9.05 in the morning. Below opens the door for yesterday's lows around 394.50 and potentially lower. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity, SPY five minute chart. The line is 396.50 and you can clearly see that that was the pivot early in the day. They can't get above it, they can't get below it, they trade around it. And then finally, when they decide they can't really stay above it for very long, they trend lower in the afternoon. They come up short of the 394.50. Low of day was about 394.79, I believe. So what are we going to do with that pivot, that 396.50? Well, 921, here's the deal. Can an aggressive trader buy 396.50, give or take? Sure, they can, as long as you understand that getting much below and for more than a spike brings yesterday's low into focus down around 394.50. The idea is this, an early shakeout with a snapback to make an attempt at the gap around 398.50, give or take. That's a big chunk, but that would have been the prize on the trade. Not all at once, but the bigger picture concept. 9.21 before the opening bell. Back to the pictures. Remember, five-minute chart, first candle of the day, you can see what happened. The low in this candle was 396.49, and a rip higher back up in the other direction. The high in the same candle was 397.78. Here's what it looked like on a three-minute chart. Here is your 397.78, right over here. Traders inside the numbers got it. Traders in the room got it. Jordan got it. They start out as a scalp trade. We take some profit along the way. We hold a trailer for the just-in-case. Didn't get the full-on just-in-case today, but got a nice rip. Broken down into real numbers, it was more than 10 S&P handles in a matter of minutes. Nice trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You'll see exactly what was posted here, referenced back on the tape. Do it yourself, do the homework. They had much of a paint dry kind of day before they started to drip lower in the afternoon, but it's all in here. They can't stay above here, here's what happens. If they do stay above, this is what happens. You have the whole schematic. Stocks on the move. We're gonna take a look at BBY, KSS, and Target. The other ones didn't hit their objectives. They're off the board. They're no trades. We'll start with Best Buy. They do the deal early on. They had a bounce off the number. They gave the minimum required base hit and then trended back down toward the entry and bantered back and forth. But it was a base hit. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Kohl's, KSS, nobody took this trade. They trended into the number. They creeped into the number in the afternoon. Then they bounced off it. The takeaway is the numbers work, but we want the one that comes in early in the day. This is the candle that we wanted to come into the number. When they do this routine, that's a no dice type of situation. It's a manner in which type of commentary. About Target, how you doing? It's more dramatic on the hourly chart. 
Closing print yesterday, 178.96. Opening print today below 150. What's that, like 20%? Whatever it was, 148.90 was my number. Low of day, 148.75. And a rip back up in the other direction. Again, traders in the room got it. Inside the number members got it. Nice trade. It was kind of an all-you-can-eat situation. What have we got going on over in Camp IWM? What's that line at 181.95? That's the equivalent of the same price we talked about for the lottery ticket in the SPY. I set the thing up in the IWM pre-video. We've got relative weakness in Camp IWM, my favorite market-leading indicator. So here's the thing. They've already started to come into this last breakup candle in the sequence. They're already below this breakout area, which are one and the same. So what's the next thing down? Well, the next thing down isn't on this chart. But what we do know is from a breakup candle perspective, if they start getting into this area and they do it during options expiration and they do it tomorrow morning, there is a likely situation We can't call it more than a 50-50 coin flip. We're going with, I've seen this before. There's a likely story that they bounce back up in the other direction. Not necessarily immediately, but by the time you turn around at lunchtime on Friday, somehow, someway, they're already rallying into the weekend. Flip side, get below the low of this breakup candle right here at 181.15, All bets are off. They're going to fill the gap, go into the moving averages. And if they can't recapture it immediately, then the whole thing is going to not be the same as I described. Know both sides. Know your risk. If you're a lottery ticket type of person and you're okay with losing whatever you put into it, you have to assume you're going to lose if they do this thing. That's why it's called a lottery ticket. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they had a down day, obviously down with relative weakness against the SPY, 2%. IWM was down 1.7%. Spider was down only about half a percent, give or take. So relative weakness in my two favorite market-leading indicators. That's interesting information. They're above all the moving averages. You can't say anything is bearish. A pullback is a pullback. A pullback in an uptrend is meant to be bought. When the uptrend, even if it's on a short-term basis, intermediate or long, when that uptrend or any trend is broken, things change. So right now, transports are in an uptrend. What's the last breakout area in the sequence? How you doing? Right here, 200 period moving average. Stay above that area, it remains bullish. Get back below that area and they start working on this big time breakup candle and they can go down below 14,000. You don't know where they're going to go, where they're going to stop. Once they start getting into it, it's an anything goes situation. What about the Q people? Similar story. What's the place we're looking at? Where'd they break out from? This place right here. They've already been testing it. If they want to come lower, they're going to start getting into the area of these moving averages. If they get into the area of these moving averages by chance tomorrow, that's a similar situation that we've been discussing. It's a pullback until it's not. What's going on in the world of the financials? Well, they're just eating time off the clock inside 
and above the 200 period moving average, but inside the last big time breakup candle in the sequence. There's nothing wrong with the financials. This is not signaling the market's going to collapse. They're above all the moving averages on the daily chart. They're into the convergence of moving averages on the weekly chart. Can it be overhead resistance? Absolutely. This entire area is big time overhead resistance. Can they get above? It's possible. The weekly close is going to tell us a lot. They haven't been summarily rejected right away. They can be, could start tomorrow. We don't know, but yet they haven't been rejected just yet up in that area. Forget last week, they closed above that area. They're eating time off the clock. This is not bearish just yet. We could begin to say it starts to get bearish, getting below the 200 period moving average, this breakup candle low. Things begin to look different than they do today. But today, they look how they look. What about Smash Mouth? Big tremendous run right into that 200 period moving average. Now it's a pullback. It's a pullback until it's not. And I know you might be tired of hearing that, but here's the situation. They broke out above here, came back to retest the most recent or former breakout area. That's step number one. If they stay above, the bull case is alive. If they get below, the 100 period moving average comes into view. They start working on this big time breakup candle. And if they get below the 100 period moving average, what starts coming into view is testing the low of that breakup candle. So that's where we are with Smash Mouth. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.